Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of the Zelka Train Fitness Show. Hard to believe it is February 7th right now. This year is buzzing by. I hope you are on top of your fitness game and you are eating well. If you are not, like I've said before, get right back on track. And that's what this podcast is meant to do. No BS. We're getting right to the truth. We're weaving through the lies. And there are many. And we are finding the best strategies, best fitness protocols, best exercises, best foods, best recovery methods, etc. So guys, when you get to the gym or you're working out from your home, here's what I want you to think about. Why? Why am I doing what I'm doing? This is key because having a strong why, having a strong reason why you're why you are working out is huge. I would I need you thinking about this. Go beyond yourself, go beyond your kids and go outward into your circle of friends, family, your community, the impact that you're having on them because it's happening. It's happening. I see it with myself, with my training. People will come up to me in the gym. I'll have conversations with people in the locker room, in the sauna. I'll talk to other people about you know their training. Hey, I noticed you're doing this. Uh, hey, good job with this. Hey, maybe you can work on this. And I'm telling you, people are looking. They're, they may be judging. They may be jealous, whatever. It doesn't matter, but they are getting inspired. And they will get inspired by you. We all want to see people win and your transformation is going to have a big impact on those around you. All right. Most people don't think like this. They just think about themselves and their own little problems. Well, you want to be successful? Figure out your shit, overcome your shit, and then help people with their shit. Give them a, a, a lifting, a helping hand, so to speak. And that's kind of what I'm doing. That's the whole reason for this podcast and why I am a personal trainer. It is really to show people that you are more than you think you are. You're stronger than you think you are. You have the ability to to change. You have the ability to regain your flexibility and mobility that you may have lost. And you have the ability to gain confidence back that you didn't think you had. And also it's to make people aware of their blind spots and their weaknesses. And that's part of what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how to bulletproof your mind, how to regain your confidence and set yourself up to win. And also how to be aware of your limitations, your weaknesses, your blind spots. Cause you know, most people, they have no clue of their own. So they're not going to be able to tell you yours necessarily case in point. Let me give you guys this example. I had a girl come in yesterday, 38 years old. She's a model, uh, very beautiful, and she, you know she wants to work on her legs, like her butt, hamstrings. You know, this is all the rage with women, obviously today. And she said, "Yeah, I'd be doing like all these squats. You know, it's not really hitting that area." And she also does spinning classes. Okay, so one thing I I do with new clients is I, I get a sense of their history, what they're doing, their routine, any problems, any aches or pains, surgeries, that kind of thing. And then I go through a full body assessment and I look from head to toe, check range of motion, posture, strength, all this. It's I'm a full body detective. 
I don't let any stone go unturned. And obviously we look at nutrition as well, but in going through the full body assessment uh, with this woman, um, she had zero, uh, I'm telling you zero internal rotation of her hips. Meaning I had her go on her back with her legs, 90 degrees in the air. And I had her swing her lower legs out. And that's a measure of your hip internal rotation. It's a simple test you can do. So again, you lie on your back, head on the ground, you would put your legs up 90 degrees, your feet would be in the air, and you would try to swing your feet and lower legs out to the side. You're right out to the right, you're left out to the left. And she could barely do this at all. And it's very common, but the range of motion she had is what I typically see out of a 60 or 70 year old person. So her hips were deteriorating very, very bad. And come to find out, her mother and father both had hip replacement, knee replacements. And this is becoming a very, very unfortunate common trend in our society. People not realizing why their joints are wearing out so bad. One of the reasons is dietary, which is inflammation. But secondarily with the body, the joints are not able to open. They're not able to rotate. There's no motion there. And we can piece this together because we know that she was squatting a lot. She was spinning a lot and also just, you know, sitting, we all sit for work in our cars, whatever. So not a lot of movements to open up her hips. Why is this important? This is important because when you think of most exercises that we all do, which are walking, running, you know, squatting, spin class, the stepper, like all these different things, there's not a lot of rotational movements from the hips. We're not really opening up those hips and the hips have 360 degrees range of motion. So when I told her all this, and then I showed her a bunch of mobility drills and, and alterations of strength training exercises, her mind was blown. And she was like, oh my God, like, thank you. Like I never would have like thought about that. And this is the reason why you want to work with a really good personal trainer or somebody who knows the body because they can assess all these different things. So listen, for you, get an assessment. Best to do it as soon as you can because a lot of us are going to be having problems in the future and you don't want no problems, problems. So what we did with her is we did uh, a myriad of hip mobility drills, including hip circles which that is you're face down on all fours and you are doing one leg at a time and you're circling your hips with your legs bent, getting as full range of motion as you can. We also did some bird dogs and we did some hip switches. And this is kind of hard to describe, but we, we really did a lot to open up our hips. And then for the strength training exercises, we did split squats, which is much better for opening up the hips, by the way. And a split squat is when you have one leg in front of the other leg. So you would have your left leg in front, your right leg back, about a foot or two apart. You would sink down towards the ground and come back up. It's called a split squat. Then you would switch your legs. And we did some seated good mornings with the legs really wide to work the posterior muscles. We did some hip thrust. Uh, to really help open up her hips and work those muscles. So we gave her what she wanted, um, paired up with what she needed. And uh, this is the thing. So guys, whatever your goals are, you're, you want to have big arms, you want to have a nice butt, you want to lose 10 pounds, you want to have abs, um, do it. Find a way to do it, but don't neglect 
your mobility. Don't neglect your flexibility with range of motion. Don't neglect functional exercises. You know, the majority of people can't get up and down off the ground with no hands. No, it's it's pretty sad, but people have a lot of trouble just getting up from the ground. So where do we go from here? Figure out your blind spots, figure out your weaknesses and attack those weaknesses. And this is where like, I, I'm going to rant about bodybuilding here because bodybuilding really kind of fucked me up and it and messes up a lot of people because it's so focused on body parts and superficiality, so pairing up muscle groups, chest and back, and you do legs and then shoulders. And there's just a focus on these, these movements to work body parts instead of like focusing and working on movements themselves that are really going to help you, that are really going to open up your body. Um, especially look, especially if you, if you have bad hips, you got a, you got a messed up shoulder, you have achy knees. Well, you got to realize something. You got to change. You got to switch something up. And this is this is the hard truth. It's something I've finally kind of figured out in 38 years. 38 years is, dude, if you're still having the same problems you did when you were in your 20s, like you got to examine this and do something differently. You got to start training differently, different posture, different stretch, stretching drills, different sleeping positions. Like you got to really look at everything throughout the day and and go to work on this. So for me, and I think a lot of people know this, like I I do a lot of mobility drills. Uh, every day I do mobility drills and I do soft tissue work with balls and rollers. Got a massage yesterday. So I've put a lot of importance into those activities and glad to say I've had a lot less injuries. I still have some of the same issues. Though. I still have aches and pains and some inflammation. So I've been trying to train a little bit differently myself. I've gotten away from the bilateral movements of just squats up and down with a bar on my back, just loading my spine unnecessarily. I don't bench press. I haven't bench pressed in years. I don't really shoulder press a lot. Um, I've started to incorporate more kettlebells for shoulder exercises. Kettlebell presses, bottoms up presses, windmills, which is a great rotational exercise that includes your shoulders. Um, snatches is another one I'm going to be getting into kettlebell snatches and the kettlebell Turkish get up. That is a great full body strength and mobility exercise. So I'm doing a lot more of these movements, handstands, great for the shoulders and decompressing the spine. And there's some, some leg movements I'm working on, like the Nordic hamstring curl, the seated good morning and uh, pistol squat which is a lot of uh, hip and ankle mobility. So I really had to start, you know, adopting these new movements to get out of pain and explore new ranges of motion and, and new possibilities. And it's really amazing guys. If you're kind of, if you're stuck in a rut, you don't like how you look, just doing some new movements, some new exercises can be so amazing. It's fun. It's fun to wake up and, and go and do something new. We have this kind of monotonous routine that we just run through like Groundhog's Day on a loop over and over and over again. And I think a lot of us, you know, we want to switch it up. We want to be alive. So recommendations, get outside, train outside, train in the elements. It's raining. Perfect. Get out, run in the rain. It's sunny. Perfect. Get out, do some push-ups out in the sun. 
Don't be scared of the elements. Get into the cold. Get into the ice bath. Get into a hot sauna. Switch it up. If you always do the sauna, get in a cold bath. If you do cold bath, get in a hot sauna. Start doing some exercises that are going to challenge not only your body, but your mind as well. Past Sunday, I did a yoga class down at Bayview Park. We did some new movements. It was great. And for me, mixing in a little bit of that, the yin with the yang is, is very important. I'm realizing that now, kind of as I'm getting older, that I need to be doing some kind of calmer, relaxing, parasympathetic, nervous system-driven activities. You know me, I'm type A. I like to pound that coffee, pound the weights, you know, and play sports and get after it and let's go, let's go. And um, it's not sustainable. I realize that. And I, I've seen a lot of clients that are, and I've worked with clients that are ultra successful, uh, but always just seem stressed out, worn out, you know, having problems, having issues, body breaking down, getting sick. And I was like, this is, I see where this is headed. This is not sustainable. So i I take these days every now and then, and I just try to chill out a little bit. I do some yoga. I take a warm bath. I do some stretching. I try to downregulate the nervous system. That that helps a lot. I highly recommend it. And I'm going to go back to this story because I think about it all the time. A few months ago, I had a day I woke up and I had no energy. I was just dead. I think you guys sometimes, you probably understand what I'm saying. You just have a day where you got nothing. You have nothing. There's nothing in the tank. You just want to lay in bed all day, watch TV or something. And I just decided, I was like, you know what? I was going to work out today. I'm not going to work out. I'm just going to chill. I want to relax. I don't need to eat five meals a day. I might just have some fruit. I had a little bit of water. I had no coffee, zero coffee, which is rare. I drink coffee every day. Took a walk at some point, just a light walk. Other than that, I just chilled in bed, no podcast, very little stimulation. Well, I slept amazing that night. And the next morning I woke up with the most energy I've had in my life as far as I can remember. A total 180 from the day before. And I like talking about this and I think about it all the time because it's like, whoa, look what happens when you just chill out. And you don't focus on being hyper-productive and doing 10,000 different things. You just chill. Your body can actually rest and recover and heal. And so I'm going to give you guys three strategies right now that you can utilize. If you, if you feel like you're tired, you're burnt out, you got aches and pains or injuries or whatever, or just this is a reminder for you next time you feel like you have this day where you have nothing, to chill out and don't do anything. But... Number one, number one strategy is fasting. Most of us eat three times a day. If you're on you know, a muscle building plan, like a bodybuilder, you might eat five to six times a day. I've done that in the past. And that's a lot of stress on the digestive system, which takes away energy from other systems, like your immune system. So if you want to heal, a great strategy is to fast. How long should you fast? Well, that depends on how long you fasted before. If you don't have any familiarity with fasting, you might want to try for one day. That'd be good. If you fasted for a day before, maybe you try two days. I've done two. I did two last year. I'm going to do three coming up soon. 
we're going to call it a February fast. So I'll let you guys know the dates. We'll all do a fast together. One to three days, whatever you want to take part in. I'm going to go for a three-day fast to reset the nervous system. And the research I've done is three days is what it takes to reset the nervous system. I was talking to one guy in a, in the sauna the other week. He did a 10-day fast. And it seems like a lot. You're like, oh my God, how could I not go 10 days without eating? But listen, you're a lot stronger and more resilient than you think you are. And you know, you just have to go one day at a time. And uh, you know, I don't know if I could go that long, but I think I could do three days. And that's what I'm gonna shoot for. But that's strategy number one on to reset and heal yourself is is fast. Number two is to do a float tank. Now, what is a float tank? You may have heard about float tanks, especially if you're in the, in the fitness community or the biohacking community. And a float tank is when you, you're you laying in a pod or like a small room. You would go to like a float tank center and you have a thousand pounds of Epsom salts at the bottom. The Epsom salts allow your body to float. So you lay in the water and the water only covers your, your body halfway. It's like six inches and you're laying in there and because of the salt, you float. So there's zero gravity. It's amazing for your back. It helps your, your spine decompress. You get all that, the, the weight off of the body. And the salt helps your body uh, exfoliate as well, the magnesium salt. So it's great for that. Room temperature water, no light, no sound. The whole idea is to kind of experience what it's like in the womb. Nothingness, silence, no gravity. You guys got to try out the float tanks and you do, you do 60 to 90 minutes is typically what's prescribed there. Wake up feeling totally refreshed, re-energized. You might even take a nap in there. They say it's equal to, I think three hours of REM or deep sleep when you're in there for like an hour. So it's a great way to reset and rejuvenate your body. And it's only like 50, 60 bucks at most places. So if you have a float tank near you, Try a float tank. And the third strategy to reset or re, you know, to heal your body is to not work out. Take three to seven days off from working out and get yourself a really good massage. Get yourself some soft tissue work. In that time, you're, so like I said, you're not going to the gym, you're not hitting the weights, you're not out running, you're letting your body fully heal. You're letting those muscles heal up, the joints, the massage is going to help get the lactic acid, get those toxins out of the body. Amazing. Amazing. And that's something, that's the hardest thing for me to do because I love working out, but, um, and people that love to work out know what I'm talking about. You, you get obsessed about it. You don't want to take any days off. Because you're going to lose all your muscle, you're going to lose all momentum, and it's the, the it's the actually the opposite. When you take three, four, five days off, your body can finally heal. You may want to even pair it up with a fast. Your body can heal. You'll be able to come back stronger, and you actually probably will be stronger when you come back, and and certainly more motivated and more energized. I talked about it in that story, didn't I? I said, but I took that full day off. I didn't do anything. And I came back with a total 180 of insane energy. This is the thing, guys. I think if we just did a little bit more of this kind of chill out mode 
every once in a while, maybe maybe one day on the weekend or, or a couple days at the end of a month, and we just chilled out. We wouldn't we wouldn't be so burnt out. We wouldn't need to be hopped up on caffeine and energy drinks and Adderall and all this stuff. And I know there's people that have addictions and are hooked on this stuff. So it's bad. And the problem is that's going to further stimulate your nervous system. It's going to drain your adrenals. It's going to cause all sorts of problems. You can't get off it. And uh, trust me, I know. I've been there. So I'm with you if you guys are on this journey to try out some of these strategies and see if you can fix your burnout, reset yourself, burn some fat, and get in the best shape of your life. Guys, you can do it. That's what this podcast is all about. If you have any questions, reach out to me, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Zelka Train. Please like this, subscribe it, share it, do all that the podcasty stuff. Give it to your friends and family. And until next time, thank you for listening.